We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church in Eden. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. I've been praying this afternoon just for a, a real freedom. I want to continue on for uh, a little bit this morning and, and then, then really, um, and my prayer is that it's always God that gets glorified and then and we, we, we get larger in our spirit. Um, so I, I want to just lay a quick foundation. Um, for those that, who were here this morning, I'm going to, s- similar but different. And so I pray that you'll, you'll continue to open up your heart. Uh, it's not like I've heard this one before. Uh, no, I believe God wants to speak to all of us again tonight. So Father, I, ask, I pray Holy Spirit help. Um, you are the Holy Spirit. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I need you to help. I, I pray, Lord, that you'd help me articulate what I believe you really want to do in our lives tonight. And so, Lord, I just ask for that grace. ask for that anointing. And Lord, we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to start off, I don't know, well, I'd, I've given the team no scriptures, but you've got them from this morning, so good luck. Um, I, want, <laughs> I want you to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, and the name of this message is You're That Man. You're That Man. Um, and, and I'll give you the context of it later on. Is that all right? But if you're wanting to, for those people who like writing notes and writing titles and, and all that sort of stuff, um, the message is called You're That Man. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 1 to 5. Again, we're continuing on just talking about this is us. This is who we are. God's graced every person with, a spirit, with spiritual gifts. There, there's, there, we normally have one main and then there's other ones, yeah? And so tonight I just want to continue on, but I want to, I, I love this, I love the gift of prophecy. Um, I would not call myself a prophet, um, but I can prophesy. And, and I, th- I would say that's probably true for most of us in this room. I know of some people who are in the life of the church who are very prophetic and probably could be an Ascension Ministry prophet, but you don't have to be an Ascension Ministry prophet to prophesy. And so that's the great thing about it is you don't have to be like, uh, you know, any, any Ascension Ministry is only recognized by the fruit anyway, not the label. But, and so tonight... Um, I love prophecy, and you're going to hear why I love prophecy. Is that all right? But if, if you don't, if, if that hasn't drawn you already, the, the, no, anyway, have an early night. No. <laughs> um, verse Corinthians chapter 14, verses 1 to 5, it says this. Let love be your highest goal, but you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. Um, for if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God since people won't be able to understand you. You will be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but, if, uh, but it will all be mysterious. But one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. Amen. I love these scriptures. I think I love every scripture that has the word encourage in it. It's just who I am. But I want us to go back to the start of 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 
And it says this, let love be your highest goal. Amen. But you, have, but you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives. I want to ask just a real simple question tonight. Do you desire the special abilities that the Holy Spirit gives? You know, how many people desire to win lotto? Yeah. Yeah, come on. You are all liars. There's only one person who's not lying. If, if, if someone said, I know the numbers for lotto, here is it going to be, you'd all go down and buy a ticket. Because you're like, yeah, I'll have three or four million, of course. Maybe you wouldn't. Maybe I'd take it all back and please don't get offended. You're not liars. Um, but yeah, I'd be quite happy with winning lotto. No problem. But what about what? What other desires do you have? I, I know there's 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 people in this room who desire to have a husband, who desire to have a wife. They are good things. Yeah. Any amens out there? Any nudges next to someone out there? Anyway, but it says it says you should desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. I pray there's a desire in your heart for the special ability of prophecy. And I shared this morning about speaking in tongues, and that's good because that edifies ourselves. We hear, we heard that more uh, in First Corinthians. It stirs us up, and it's really it's a gift for pers- for personal use. Um, sometimes you'll hear people praying next door to you, um, or standing, not next door, standing next to you, praying in their heavenly language. They're not really doing much for you, or they might be stirring faith in you. That could be good. But really what they're doing is they're just trying to, they're just worshiping God. Later on in First in Corinthians, it talks about how um, Paul sings, I sing in the Spirit as well which is beautiful when you have moments where you sing in the Spirit, um, but it's all personal stuff. When it comes to prophecy, prophecy is all about encouragement and edifying the church. Because uh, I want to go to a church that is encouraging. I want to be in a church that is ed- edifying one another, spurring one another on, right? Amen. And so... I pray that there is a desire in your heart to grow, not just in the knowledge of God, but to grow in the the power of the Holy Spirit. Because you can be walking along anywhere. You could be in your high school. You could be at your work. You could be doing anything. And the Holy Spirit will just drop something on you and say, hey, just say this. Just say that. Just say this, and I believe it's going to encourage the people that are around you and also encourage the church when it's in church. Um, You will be speaking by the power of the Spirit. Just think about that for a minute. I pray that when you are prophesying, you're not just trying to prophesy for fun. right? (laughs) I can't say it any other way. Uh, and we're going to get to that in, in, in a minute. But you're speaking by the power of the Holy Spirit. See, see, I prayed. My prayer when I was praying into this message was, Lord, I'd like to start off with some prophetic words if it's okay with you. That was my prayer. Lord, give me some prophetic words. And so I don't know. I pray that you were focusing on the worship. But I snuck up on stage and I just stood at the back. And I just looked out. I said, Lord, is there anything that you want to say to someone? Is there anything that I can encourage someone with? And the Lord just highlighted a couple of people. And in fact, you know, Aria was highlighted actually in the, in, when we were praying. 
other people. And so that's what I want. I was like, Lord, I want to, I want to encourage someone. I want to learn by the, I want to, but I'm speaking your words. I want to speak encouragement that is laced with your Holy Spirit. Um, and the last thing that I just, before we move on, is the one who prophesies strengthens the entire church. Now, you might have not have received a direct prophetic word then. You might by the end of the service. I don't know. Um, but wasn't it encouraging to just hear about what God wants to do through a young woman, through, through a, a younger, older couple? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, just through anyone. It's, it's encouraging to me. I love listening yeah, um, to, to when, when you go to different conferences and you hear about and you hear people getting prophesied over. I'm like, man, I love that. I love that because I know that God's doing something in them. They must have needed that encouragement. They must have needed a pat on the back. And, and like, who am I to go, man, oh, where am I in the line? Oh, sorry. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, John chapter 14. If you grab your Bibles, and you can turn to that. I, I, I shared on this this morning. But uh, I just quickly, quickly grab your Bibles and turn to it. John chapter 14, verses 15 through 17. It says this. If you, if, you're, if you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father and he will give you an ad, another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads, you, leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him, but you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. I love John chapter 14. I love the whole passage. It was my first memory verse. It says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Anyone else had that as their first memory verse? Or everyone had John 3, 16? That's all good. They're all fine. But when it comes to... If you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father. He's going to send an advocate. That word advocate is, is also translated as comforter, encourager, and counselor. And, the, and that is the Holy Spirit. Everything the Holy Spirit wants to do and, and when, he's, when he comes to speak into your life is, is to bring uh, uh, comfort, encouragement, and counsel. Now, there's going to be times also where the Holy Spirit will bring a conviction. Like, hey, what are you doing? That's messed up. You got to get get that sorted in your life because all that's doing is bringing self destruction. So we can hear the Holy Spirit in that, but the Holy Spirit does it in in a way that we can feel the conviction, not the condemnation. It's the it's the voice of the devil that brings condemnation. And and, and, it's, and what my, what your challenge is and what my challenge is is learning the different voices that we know the voice of the Holy Spirit versus the voice of the devil, and even knowing the 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 the, the, um, the emotions of the Holy Spirit as well. In fact, when before we came down to Dunedin, we were actually asked to go to another place, and Desiree and I we prayed about it, but there was just something in our spirit. We we're just like just. It doesn't feel right. It, just, it, it was nothing like, not, not like the people were, weren't nice or anything. The place was good and everything. But in our spirit, we were just like, no, that just doesn't feel right. And we now know why the Lord did that. It wasn't that they, they, those people were wrong and asking us to go to this place. But when we got asked to come to Dunedin, 
man, did we know what a yes felt like? We knew what a yes felt like in our spirit. And we're like, okay, Lord, this is what you're saying. This is, this is what a yes feels like. And, and so that's why we were able to probably make the decision reasonably quickly. And, and so learning about how the Holy Spirit speaks to you and how the Holy Spirit reveals himself to you is, is, is something I want to encourage you to journal, write things down, and, and you'll learn a lot from it. And, and that's how he then leads you and how he loves you. Amen. Awesome. Let's keep going because this. <clears throat> All right. This is where I want us to go to. Prophecy is really important. I believe prophecy is so important in the life of the church. Why? Because it links to encouragement. It links to spurring one another on. It links to edi- if, if there's a scripture that says, do this and it's going to edify the church, well, I'm up for it. Right? Clean the bathrooms, it's going to edify the church. It actually will. <laughs> well, it's not going to make any uh, unclean toilets are going to do anyway. When the Lord says do this, don't, don't we want to step into it? As a church, come on, don't we want to step into it? And so I want us to, I, I pray that you'll be catching something. So, but what I've learned over, over a few years, 10 years in full-time ministry now, is sometimes prophecy is abused. And maybe you might have been in church long enough and, and all that. So I want to help you learn how to, to test your prophecies, ones that you get received and also ones that you give. So that's what we're going to do in the next 10 minutes. Is that cool? And then we're, going to, then we're just going to prophesy over everyone. Is that cool? All right. I'm not. You are. All right. <clears throat> all right. Grab your Bibles. Go to Galatians chapter 5. All right. Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 onwards, it says this. And it's title, well, it's got a little subtitle in my Bible scene, Living by the Spirit's Power. It says this. And, and bear with me because there's a little bit to read. Um, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives, Galatians 5, 16 onwards. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. Is right. Walt Disney did this best with the little Donald Ducks. Anyone remember that? The little devil, little angel. I don't know if that... No, anyway. So there's, there's this battle going on, right? There's this battle. All right. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. See, told you. Um, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. What? That amazes me that there's actually a battle going on in the spiritual realm that is trying to hold me back from outworking the good intentions that I have. And for you as well, by the way. Uh, um, But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear, right? When we follow the desires of our sinful nature, here are the results. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, um, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, um, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, all of all, tell you all, 
you again, sorry, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And it goes on. So I want to just explain why I wanted to read that scripture to you. I wanted to read that scripture in this context when it comes to prophetic words is because this is how you can help test the prophetic words that have been given to you and how you also then give a prophetic word because, okay, maybe some of it's not going to quite line up out of the first part of it, but there's a lot of um, attributes in the second part of that scripture about where, let's see, um, jealousy, selfishness, ambition, dissension, um, all of those things, if, if you have been used to abuse prophetic words, there's many, many more, many other, I guess, other uh, angles, other ways that people have prophesied things for position and title and all sorts of things. And, and I mean, there's even been, I've heard prophecies about people saying, praying over the past, going, God's going to send you here and it's going to be soon. And all that is really just because they wanted to get them out of the church. That's, that happens, that happens. Um, but here's the thing. This is how you test your prophecies, and this is how you, uh, I pray, the spirit of your prophetic words are also. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit. This is how you test your prophecies, whether the fruit of the prophecy is, is, is basically, is it laced with uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I want to say when, when, we, when we have a good a spirit of prophecy, a correct spirit of prophecy, it's, it's going to outwork those things. might not outwork all of them, but it'll outwork most of them. I, I think most of the time when we want to pray and believe for someone, it comes from a place of love, right? If you're not sure, go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. What, what did it say? Flip over, back to your Bible. It says this, let love be your highest goal. And it's just come out of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the wedding scriptures. <laughs> Amen. But so the motive of how we test and how then we also prophesy, I pray comes out of these motives. But also let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It says this from verses 4 through to 7. It says, love is patient and kind. You're like, I've heard this at a wedding. It, it's true, but but here's the thing: is uh, oh, anyway, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices when the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith. Is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. That's, the, that's how you know uh, if you're receiving prophetic words from someone. Is it laced with love? Does it have, is, there, is it, is it um, you know, truthful in it? Is, is it, is it a patient? Is it kind? Is, is it those things? Is it not proud? Is it not jealous? Is it uh, people coming underneath you and encouraging you? Because because I don't want you to be destroyed by a prophetic word. I don't want you to be derailed by a prophetic word. 
Every prophetic word you get, I, I believe Pastor Bruce has taught us this, is you get a prophetic word and, and, and you put it on the shelf and you say, Holy Spirit, re- reveal that to me and remind that to me when, when you want me to know it. That's how, that's how I operate when it comes to prophetic words. And so there. Um, so, not so there. So, so on. So there. So there. So there. <laughs> Oh, that's all right. It's Sunday night. All right. Actually, we're gonna we're gonna get into some stuff. Who's the, who's playing keyboard? Andrew. Oh, cheers, mate. Um. So prophecy is about edifying one another, encouraging one another, standing strong for one another. Prophecy can be an act as well. When with Moses and Israelites were losing a battle, but when Aaron and Hur came and stood next to Moses and held his arms up, and 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 then they started winning again. But when his arms dropped, they started losing, so they had to hold his arms up the whole time. So it's prophetic as well because people joined together and said, "You know what? We can do this together. We're going to hold each other's arms up." And I believe that as a church prophesying as a church, let's learn how to hold each other's arms up. Let's how to go, man, you're going through this? I'll, I'll hold an arm. Uh, you know, we're going through that. Hold an arm. And I loved watching the church over over the just recent recent days and even today. Hey, I've got this. You know, being at a funeral yesterday, so many people from church holding arms up, just saying, hey, we're here to love. We're here to help. You know, other people this morning just helping out in that situation. It's great to have Dave back in church tonight. What a miracle. Praise, praise the Lord. But, you know, just willing to hold arms up. Willing to see that, because the, the, what happens when the arms were lifted up is that the enemy was losing. Isn't that what it's about? I want to I finish with a story. And then I've, I just, I've got a few people I want to pray for. Uh, this is not a story I want to finish with an account out of the Bible. Sometimes you say story and you think it's like a bedtime story. Geronimo Stilton. Any Geronimo Stilton fans? <laughs> Man, I'm trying to read those. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. There's many prophets in the Old Testament. There's many uh, um, highlights in the Old Testament. But there's there's a prophet called Nathan in 2 Samuel chapter 12. And he goes to King David. And uh, for those who don't know what happened was King David was the king. Just in case you were unsure of that. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. And... uh, and he, he had everything. But one day he was at home and he looked out over the um, courtyard and he saw another man's wife and he took a liking to her and one thing led to another and uh, he got her up to his house and slept with her and, and then he was like, oh, what do I do? And so he sent her husband, Uriah the Hittite, to the front line of the battle and then he even told his commanders just to draw back a little bit so that he would get killed. This is the king. 
And so there's, there's, there's this person called Nathan, the, and he's a, he's a prophet. So I want to read you this few, these few scriptures. So the Lord sent Nathan the prophet to tell David this story. There were two men in a certain town. One was rich and one was poor. The rich man owned a great many sheep and cattle. The poor man owned nothing but one little lamb that he had brought. He raised that little lamb and it grew up with his children. It ate from the man's own plate and drank from his cup. He cuddled it in his arms like a baby daughter. One day a guest arrived at home of the rich man, but instead of killing an animal from his own flock or herd, he took the poor man's lamb and killed it and prepared it for his guest. David was furious. As surely as the Lord lives, he vowed, any man who would do such a thing deserves to die. He must repay four lambs to that poor man for the one he had stole, he stole and for having no pity. And then Nathan said to David, you are that man. And I believe that's how he said it. Hey, David, you are that man. I don't believe that he would have said, David, sit down. I want to tell you a story. There were two people who had a lamb. David, you're that man. Sunday night. They had too many coffees. I don't think Nathan would have delivered that way. I think he would have delivered, hey, David, let me tell you this story. Because he's a prophet. God told him to tell him the stories. And he just looked at David. He said, David, you're that man. And there's a few more scriptures in between, but I want, to, I want you to read in verse 13. It says, then David confessed to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan replied, yes, but the Lord has forgiven you. Isn't that awesome? See, this is a story of of a prophet delivering a message from God. But I believe he delivered it in the right way. I believe that he just said, you know what, David? Because anything that, if if you then speak it and you prophesy to someone and they can receive it, then that's awesome, right? Yeah. But we don't want to bring prophetic words that are going to come and condemn people. We don't want to like squash people, uh, even though the truth might be there, right? Nathan could have said this however he wanted to say it. He could have brought condemnation on David. You're the king. What are you doing, you idiot? Right? But, but I believe that he, he brought it in a way that then David responded. And so these are just examples that I just want to encourage you with tonight to go, you know what? I can prophesy over people. Because why? We go back to the original scripture. You should also desire the special ability to prophesy, to edify and lift up the church. Don't we want to be a church that encourages one another? Amen. Come on, why don't we stand to our feet tonight? I feel like I've definitely spoken enough.
Lord, I, I thank you for every person in this room. They, they are just so wonderful. I really mean that, Lord. I, I, some of them I know well, some of them I don't. But Lord, I, I pray right now that they would, they would, they would want to know the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, especially prophecy, Lord. Why? Because we want to be a church that edifies and loves one another. And so, Lord, I pray tonight, just right across this room, that there'd be a stirring in our spirit, a stirring in our spirit to just to know and have a confidence, Lord, to start encouraging someone. You know, this morning, if you were here, I started off with just showing those little clips of learning how to ride a bike. And sometimes, you know, the wheels fall off or, you know, wobbles and crash and, and all that sort of stuff. When it comes to prophesying, you just just start off slow, and you might feel like you get wobbles. You might even feel like you crash, but just get up again. Go with a go with a good heart again, and go for it. And I just believe that that God will use you in a great way. So Lord, I just pray right now, come and move in this place. You know, you might be standing next to someone that you know tonight. Thank you for listening to this message recorded at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.